Welcome to The Heart Zone, a podcast ministry of Kernsville Christian Church, featuring the teaching ministry of George Cannon. For more information about Kernsville Christian Church, visit us on the web at www.kernsvillechristian.org. And now, for a message from The Heart Zone, here's George. All right, guys, what I'd like you to do, we're going to turn, we're going to stop, because normally we're in this series called The Coming Storm. We're going to stop that this week, and we want to put our focus on Thanksgiving, okay? So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving today. So I'm going to talk about a passage today that I think is very important and powerful because it kind of shows you a couple of things, and that's in Luke chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 7, okay? Chapter 7, we're going to focus on verses 36 through 50, okay? So we're going to look at 15 verses today, and we're going to talk about what's the basis for us being thankful people? Because sometimes we need to remember that, okay? Sometimes we need to be thankful people, and we need to have a basis for that, because otherwise you're not thankful. You, you struggle with ingratitude, and you might actually be shocked by the person who's struggling with gratitude, ingratitude in this passage, and the person who actually shows gratitude is somebody you wouldn't even think would. So let's look at it together. I want you to look with me at verse 36. You've, you've read this before, so I'm going to tell you a story that you're already aware of, but we're going to rethink through it, okay? So look with me at verse 36, chapter 7. Here's what I want you to see. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at a table. And behold, a woman of the city who, is a, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of oil, ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wipe his feet with her tears and to wipe them with the hair of her head and to kiss his feet and anoint them with ointment. Now, when the Pharisee, who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who's touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered and said, Say it, teacher. A certain money lender had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. He canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But this, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. 
But from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this passage, and we're going to look at two different people. We're going to talk about gratitude expressed, and then we're going to talk about the problem with ingratitude. And then finally, Jesus is going to talk to us about gratitude realized. So let's talk about the two different people. So the first one is the woman, okay? So you're probably wondering, what in the world's going on, George? Because if I invited you over to my house, and first of all, you wouldn't have a table that you would recline at. That's a cultural thing. They had very low tables with pillows around them, and they would lean on the pillows, and their feet would be behind them, okay? So that's what the ancient culture did at that time. Now you're wondering, how, where did this woman show up? Obviously, the guy who's having her doesn't appreciate that she's there and that she's doing this to Jesus. Like, if you came to my house, George, you would walk in, we would close the door. Nobody else is coming in. You would just be at our house and we would have a meal together. What's going on here? Well, in their culture, it was a little bit different because Jesus was a prominent teacher. The door would be open for people from the community to come in and observe what's going on. Now, there would be a boundary as far as they would sit on the outside, and they would watch the special people having a meal together. So her being there is not inappropriate, but what she did was is she kind of broke the boundary and went over behind Jesus and starts washing her feet with her tears and anointing them with oil. Why is she doing that? Well, the text doesn't tell you why. But you can almost guess that she must have had some sort of interaction with Jesus during the day. And because of whatever was said or whatever happened, she's expressing gratitude. And so I want you to see what's going on here. What I want you to see is the reality of gratitude being expressed. So here, notice what goes on. First of all, look with me at verse 36. 36 through 37. Let's go back and see again what it says here. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at a table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner... And when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. All right, so what's going on here? First thing, gratitude moves you to, be gone, to go beyond the social norms to express yourself. It moves you to go beyond the social norms, to be thankful. 
In this case, the woman broke the boundary to go over and even touch him. Because you know how the Pharisee is going to react if he would know who's touching him. You know, like she would never do this to the host of the house. He wouldn't let her do it. Why? She is so thankful for whatever reason, whatever Jesus did in her life, that she's going to express it. She's going to break the norms to do it. Here's the second thing I want you to see. She was willing to sacrifice everything for the Lord. That alabaster bottle of ointment or oil. Now, the text doesn't bring it out to you here, but it's basically probably very expensive. We know that later when, what? Jesus' feet are anointed by Mary at Martha's house. There was a year's worth of wages for that. This would be something that would be very, very expensive. And here she is. She's using it for what? Jesus' feet, to anoint his feet. So she's willing to give of everything to what? To express thanks to the Lord for his goodness in her life, whatever it might be. And again, the text doesn't tell us what it might be. But you can kind of guess what it might be if you go into the first few verses of chapter 8 where it talks about some of the women who were with him, supporting him. Some of them he had, what, cast demons out of? Forgiven them their sins? She's expressing, she doesn't care. She's sacrificing what people even think about her, which, by the way, they don't have thought much good thoughts about her anyhow, right? Because they're thankful She's thankful for Jesus. This is gratitude. Do you know what I'm saying? They're willing to say, I'm thankful, Lord. Here's the next thing I want you to see. Gratitude is willing to express humility in the presence of others. Kind of goes with willing to sacrifice here. At this point, it really doesn't matter what people say about her, does it? She's just got to express thankfulness. There's humility here. This is what is needed from us, folks. An appreciation of God. For what? Think about it for a moment. What should you be appreciative of? You're breathing. You got up this morning. Even when you did something wrong, there's what? Forgiveness, right? Why is there forgiveness? Because you had your act together and you did all the right things and so therefore you're okay? No, you realize because it's not about you. It's about who? It's about Christ, right? And what he's done for you. You have gone through problems and God brought you through them, right? So you should be what? Thankful. You're going through a problem right now. But God is what? Sustaining you. Carrying you through it. Thankful. Are you expressing it? Are you worried about what others might think if you said, praise the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 
This woman didn't care. She didn't care. She made the sacrifice. She didn't care what people thought about her. She was humble. She went beyond the norms. She did it. But then there's this dude who should. By the way, he's a Pharisee. He's, he's part of the religious crowd. He's part of the group that should have their act together, right? They're part of the group that should know better. And look at how he responds. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting how he responds here. Look with me, first of all, verse 39 through 49. We'll see his interaction here, okay? I mean, first of all, verse 39. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet. So that tells you right off the bat, he's not really, he's got Jesus coming over because Jesus is the thing in town, but he's really not like really on, like I'm a Jesus follower. If this man really were a prophet, he would know who and what. So it isn't just that he would know who this woman is. He's basically describing what kind of woman it is. He would know who and what is touching him, for she's a sinner. Whoa, what, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Well, ingratitude goes hand in hand with self-righteousness. When you don't give thanks, you need to pause for a moment because there might be a deeper issue. When you don't appreciate the God of the universe and the Jesus who gives you salvation, there might be a deeper issue. And that deeper issue might be what? Self-righteousness. And self-righteousness, folks, is you thinking you're okay on your own. You thinking on your own that you're better or good. And it's expressed in the attitude of you being better than other people. Do you think he's got that attitude here? Do you think this guy thinks he's better than that woman? It's obvious, isn't it? I mean, if he were a prophet, he would know who it is or what she is that's touching him. She's a sinner. Really? That's just self-righteousness because the dude that's speaking, is he a sinner? Oh, yeah, you better believe it. He's a sinner. He just doesn't know it. And so there is no, there is no desire there to, to want to express appreciation. How do we know that? Well, as you get a little bit further into to, uh, the passage, Jesus tells the story about two debtors. One has a 500 denarii debt, and the other has a 50. Now, a denarii was a day's wages. So one dude owes about 500 days of wages. The other owns 50 days of wages. So you figure that out, okay? Today's standard, how much money that would be. One dude's got a big debt, doesn't he? The other's got a debt, but neither one of them can pay it off. So the debtor, according to the text, decides to forgive them both. So then Jesus says, Who's more appreciative? It's the one who owes more, right? Than the one who owes little. 
And so then he talks about this woman, and he makes an interesting analogy, because the customs in their day, this guy is so self-righteous, he even thinks he's better than Jesus. How do you know? Because when Jesus came to his house, the customary thing was, because they walked outside with sandals, roads weren't tarred, or sidewalks weren't paved, folks, it would be what? Dusty, dirty. So when somebody comes in your house, it is customary to what? Provide them water to what? Wash their feet. He didn't even do that. It would be customary to, in their culture, you, we wouldn't do this in our culture, but in their culture, is to greet your guest with a kiss. Probably a kiss on the cheek, okay? In their culture, it would be, Customary to what? Anoint their head with oil, to have oil for them to anoint their heads. He didn't do any of that. And Jesus points out, here's this woman who is thankful for the many things that she has been forgiven and what? She's cleaned my feet with her tears in her hair and she's anointed me with ointment. So here's a couple of things I want you to see more about the problem with ingratitude. First of all, ingratitude is intertwined with a judgmental spirit. It's entwined with a judgmental spirit. When you find somebody who is not thankful for anything towards God, I can almost guarantee you that they are critical people who judge other people continually. How can you say that, George? Well, I'm going to express it to you here in a moment how I can say that, but I just need you to understand when you are not thankful to God, watch it. You're going to be critical and judgmental of others. This guy was. If he knew who it was, he wouldn't let her touch him. Really? Really? Is that where you're at? That's where he's at. Here's the other thing. A lack of thankfulness reflects a diminished view of forgiveness. This is where it's at. This is why. You know, I've told this to you before. I'll tell it to you again. So I've been in pastoring now. I've been ordained over 30 years. This is my second church. I've been here 22. There was a church in Canada where I was at for four years and in between all of that, I was preaching in different churches, a lot of them here in western central PA, a lot of little churches in Indiana County, and, and uh, in my earlier years of ministry, I was a very critical person, very that's a nice way to say it. Let me say, very judgmental person. Until I realized something. What? It's the greatest solution to judgmentalism. I realized what Jesus forgave me of. Well, wouldn't you have known that anyhow when you came to the Lord and you said, Lord, I need you, please forgive me? Wouldn't you have known that? Yeah, you can, you can have the level of that, but I even understood farther than that. I understood that I didn't deserve it and that what I deserved was going to hell. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
There was nothing good in me. And Jesus, for whatever reason, in 1985, in April of 1985, reached down and touched me and saved me and forgave me and gave me a new life. And it was nothing because of me. It was because of him. And when I started maturing in my faith to realize the reality of the forgiveness of God in my life, I became a lot more gracious with other people about their stuff. Became a lot more gracious about folks and working with them and helping them to see the Jesus who can forgive and change their lives too. See, this is the issue. The reason this guy is not thankful and doesn't express thanks for what's in his midst, Jesus is in his midst, and he's not honoring the Jesus who's in his midst, is because he has a diminished view of forgiveness. He doesn't understand forgiveness for his own life. You know, the thing that bothers me the most, and maybe this is a good time, is... I find that we don't appreciate things anymore in the church. And we should. In fact, I find Christians right now are so non-appreciative of the nation they live in that we're just judgmental because sinners are going and doing this when we forget, you know what, if it wasn't for Jesus, so would you. And it's because of Jesus. So be thankful. And then that leads you to be prayerful for those who don't know Jesus so that they can what? Come to know Christ. Because that's the only way to clean up the world, right? It's not imposing a moral code. It's giving them Christ to change them. So a lack of thankfulness reflects a diminished view of forgiveness. So then Jesus, he goes on here and he talks about it in the last verse. So let me read it to you. Here's what he says. He's going to talk about gratitude realized. Here's what he says. Verse 50. Actually, 49. Then he said, those at the table began to say among themselves, okay, he says to the woman, verse 48, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So here is gratitude realized, okay? First of all, gratitude is an expression of faith. You say, George, I'm, I'm really struggling with being thankful right now because you don't know what's going on in my life right now. You don't know what's going on, and I, I just kind of find it hard to be thankful. I know this is the time of year when we're supposed to be thankful, and I just really am struggling with that. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, you shouldn't. Because if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have faith in someone. 
And maybe the whole world is turned upside down and everything is going terrible, but you still have someone, right? So therefore, in faith, you give thanks to who? God. For being God. For being with you. Gratitude is an expression of your faith. Here, here's the second thing. Gratitude should be expressed with the same compassion that it was received. That's what he's telling this Pharisee. You're thankful to God because the Pharisee was, oh, I'm thankful to God. Well, then express it with the same compassion shown to you. Be compassionate. Because why? Compassion was shown to you by who? Jesus. Think about it for a moment, folks. Think about, I mean, have you thought about this recently? Sometimes I have to go through periods where I have to think about this. What if he really dealt with us the way that we treat other people? Whoa, I don't even want to think about that, George. I mean, think about that. I mean, think about how irritated you get with a clerk at some store. Think about that. What if Jesus treated you that way? Well, he wouldn't. Yeah, I know he wouldn't. Why? Because he's compassionate towards what? His children. How about his children start expressing grace and gratitude towards him by being what? Compassionate towards others. Isn't that what Jesus is doing here with this woman? And what he's doing is so countercultural because the people around him is like, well, man, only God can forgive sins. What does he think he's doing? Hey, have you realized who's in your midst? Because you're right, only God can forgive sins. So he tells her to be forgiven and what? Go in peace. All right, so here we are. It's Thanksgiving. It's up to you. What's he done for you? Take a moment and think about it. Actually, take 30 minutes and think about it. Actually, 15 to 30 this Wednesday when you're praying, right? And express appreciation for the God who loves you and cares for you. Because he didn't have to do it, did he? Let me pray for you.